Hi, hello, and welcome to Concession Impressions. I am one of your hosts, Michelangelo. And I'm Charles. Yeah, Charles, Chase. Or Chase, either one. Welcome to Concession Impressions, a show where we watch a movie and then we give our immediate impressions afterwards. We are once again within my car after watching the movie and today we're going to review Dragon Ball Super Superhero. It's a very repetitive name. It is, yes. I would say that's because the show was called Dragon Ball Super and then they're superheroes, so it's Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Cool, yeah, let's just jump right into it. Two things I want to say. One, that's not like that our opinions were not biased in this show at all. I mean, the whole show is definitely biased and it's just our personal opinions of a movie after we watch them. But more so this episode because I actually worked on this film. You have conflicted interests. Yeah, so I'm going to be breaking the rules a little bit for this episode. And I'll get into that in a little bit. And I know this is like our fourth episode and we're already breaking the rules of like how the show say, works. say, what rules have we set? <laughs> That, like, we watch a film for the first time. I don't know. I guess we never really decided if it's the first time, but I think for the first episode, that's been the trend of we watch a new film and we give our immediate impressions afterwards, what mm-hmm. our thoughts is, what our, what our review is. And I couldn't have done that for this movie because I already watched it. Right. This is your second time. Yes. Because you were invited to the premiere. I was lucky enough to go to the premiere for this film, and that was a whole thing. It was pretty much people, everyone who worked on it, plus some, what are they called? early reviewers and I think some like special guest fans like super fans who like won lottery tickets to like see the film cool um, so it was like in a weird mix of like people wearing suits and then people dressed up as Goku at the same time in the same theater um, nice. yeah it was cool so prior to even watching the film last week I've been seeing it for the last like four months so I mean I have seen a lot of it multiple times but yeah I think I'll, I'm gonna like put a pin in that part right here about this premiere because I think I want to talk about it later in some of like not to spoil it because I think I'm going to go into my immediate review first because I think this this movie is like spoil it half the people won't even understand what the spoiler is only the true fans will understand it and I think just just to dive in because I already started going into it I know you haven't even said a word for the last like three minutes so (laughs) totally fine I don't have a whole lot to say on this film I have to say but I am not a Dragon Ball super fan. Yeah, so I actually wanted to ask you, because I think this film, the immediate should you go watch it review, spoiler free review, and I think for me, I think it's like, if you're a fan of this franchise, and if you grew up with it, and you know Dragon Ball, you know the anime, you're a fan, I think you'll absolutely love this film. If you're not, and you're one of the people who's like, what's Dragon Ball, what's an anime, then I think just steer clear of this one, because you're not going to know what's going on. It's definitely for a certain audience, and I think you will be confused, and maybe you might find some enjoyment in it, but I think you'll be more confused than it would outweigh the enjoyment that you will receive from watching it. Right. I I think this 
it's sort of like how I feel about wrestling. It's if you are a fan and you follow the characters and you are aware of the various different like storylines, then it you'll enjoy yourself. There's substance there. It'll be fun. It'll, it'll be a good showing. Wow. You know. What an interesting pool. I was thinking Marvel initially. That was what I was gonna say. I think it's closer to to wrestling actually in WWE. Okay. You have these cast of characters were in like a tournament which is what this is essentially dragon ball z as my understanding is because i am not i've not watched any other dragon ball content really okay i'm just vaguely familiar with that's it. what i was gonna ask you is actually how but, familiar are you with dragon ball something from from my side who i grew up with dragon ball and then from you who i know you like watching i, anime, I watch but... a lot of anime and i absorb a lot of anime content so i'm like familiar with about half of the jokes but like the fact that Mr. Satan is spoiler alert not actually very powerful, <laughs> he's just one like it's a running gag that he just wins on accident. Mm-hmm. So I'm like vaguely familiar with like half of the jokes and some of the other characters, but I I'm not really emotionally invested in any of them. So this whole thing was just like a battle where I knew which one was gonna win eventually. And so really my whole focus then was just on the animation, which I thought was meh. Mm-hmm. But anyway, to give the... <laughs> we've already kind of given a few spoilers. Uh, so you are a see it or not see it if you're a fan. Yeah, I think if you're a fan, go see it. I think the same thing. If you're a fan, it's worth seeing. Otherwise, if you're kind of disinterested or, or unaware of what's going on, like I am, maybe don't. It's not worth it. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I think that's it's it's definitely has a little pocket. And I think, as you can tell from people watching it in the movie theater... Yes, the crowd was actually my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, right? I think that made me feel really good. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like people came to watch this film I worked on, and everyone in this crowd, they were like more enthusiastic about the film than I would say even the Marvel crowd when you go watch a Marvel film. Well, that's why I kept thinking it was like, it's like WWE, because you, in WWE, obviously a lot of the fights, well, all the fights are fake, right? It, there's just like storylines, right? Um, and so they're like stuntmen, uh, and they wrestle each other. One usually is like a villain type character, and one usually is the hero type character, and they're like in this battle of, of good and evil, sort of, usually. That's the storyline. I'm not that familiar with WWE either, but I'm vaguely familiar. And so what it reminded me of was the audience was cheering for their favorite cast member. And anytime like an audi- uh, a cast member would say their their slogan line, they would cheer. Or anytime they did like a power up, like, ah, I'm getting powerful, move, they would cheer and clap. Uh, and anytime there was like an inside joke, they would laugh. And anytime like uh, uh, one hero pervade over the other character, the, the, the antagonist, they would cheer and it would be this big amazing applause throughout the crowd which was really fun to be in although not being that familiar with the characters I was just like okay great (laughs) yay yeah, I think, I agree, yeah, I, I think it was fun, I think, especially, actually, the. I mean, again, I'm gonna be, like, comparing almost the first time watching it this time, I think the premiere was, like, a little weird, because it was, like, semi-formal, so I think, like, it was less of that, like, there was a few people who were in the, the crowd that were, like, wow, that's so cool, but they were, like, kind of almost scared to, or nervous, I felt like, to, to, like, cry out or, like, cheer, so I think this time watching it, I think everyone was, like, really got into it, and I thought that was really fun. I think that was maybe, like, it definitely changes the viewing of a, of a film, definitely, which I think is is a great part of it. 
let's just go into spoilers. That sums up our immediate review. Now here is our spoiled, spoil, complete, spoiled rotten, <laughs> spoil, uh, completely spoiling this film. Uh, so if you, if you are a fan of Dragon Ball and you don't want to sp- get it spoiled, even go though, watch the film first. Yeah. So what do you think of Orange Piccolo and Beast Gohan? So I I know that like rather famously this series has an issue with what is called power creep among this style of anime, mm-hmm. which is uh, is shonen anime. Yeah. Right. So power creep is this idea that with each successing um, arc, they the they need a new gimmick to make the characters more powerful to contend with ever more powerful villains. Otherwise, the story doesn't progress anymore because there's nobody more powerful than the last person you just fought and won over if the anime is continuing. So <laughs> that was kind of the funniest part about the film for me was the, it seems like every two minutes, there's like a new gag that they're like, like they're going Super Saiyan and they're going Beast mode and then they're going orange piccolo and then they're eating a bean and then they're like like there's so many layers to this yeah because the series has been going on for 20 something odd years 25 30 almost 30 years i think and like you said they're adding new stuff so like orange piccolo is a new thing and like gohan's final form in the film the which is called the beast form with his like gray silver hair and red eyes that's anything which I don't I don't understand the transformations are getting less and less dramatic <laughs> yeah I, I mean his hair definitely grew longer it but got that's that's also the funny that's like a, a meme among Dragon Ball fans I know is that like anytime they get more powerful their hair grows bigger so but like massive there's like a meme floating around from like a decade ago of uh, Goku with like earth-sized hair and his tiny little body <laughs> That's funny. I mean, it'll probably get there one day. But I don't know. They kind of... They they change from growing hair to, like, oh, okay, I'm going to, like, change my hair color to blue, to white, to, like, other colors to then signify I've gotten stronger. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I watching it and being someone who was a fan, and I would say that, like, for everyone, I guess it doesn't really matter, but I kind of stopped watching after Dragon Ball Z, which I don't know if you even know what that is. So it goes, like, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, technically Dragon Ball GT, but they kind of, like, you know... So I'm, like, vaguely familiar. I know about those. I don't know. I haven't watched really any of it, except for maybe clips. The new series is called Dragon Ball Super, and pretty much it's, like, them going to space. Which is why the main two characters, or like the main, now the main two characters, Goku mm-hmm. and Vegeta, are like not on Earth even. They're like They're with, with the cats and destruction aliens. gods or whatever. Yeah, that's like, I'm, I guess their new foe is like the gods of destruction or something like that. I don't even know how I know this, but I do know that. That's like a thing. Okay. I, I didn't know. I, I also was Just like. Just through osmosis, I've somehow picked it up. <laughs> I was also like, who's Broly? I mean, I knew who Broly was from like old stuff, but I was like, wait, is Broly actually like in the story? now and like what is he doing here so even me i was like that doesn't make like i don't get what's going on here um i also forgot like why majin buu is like oh they're like oh he can't fight he's sleeping i immediately thought like why don't you just wake him up and i'm like there's probably some weird anime thing that's just like oh we can't wake him up because then he'll like destroy the earth for that for this movie to work they had to basically eliminate half of the cast at the very beginning which that was a that was a thing that i found slightly 
annoying at the very beginning because it took about 40 minutes for us to get into the actual story. Which is also... Which isn't, there isn't really an actual story. It's very straightforward. Fight. Yeah, yeah. It's very just like, here's the reason why you have only these characters. Here's the setup between here's the bad people, here's the good people. Here's the setup to bring them together and then just everyone fight. And then... Which that is also very WWE. Okay. Well, I, I will say that you're making that reference a lot. I've never watched <laughs> WWE ever. So I don't even... You can keep telling me things. That I I'll haven't like, really oh, watched right. much either. I'm just vaguely familiar because of a another movie that I can't even remember what it's called. But it just has Florence Pugh in it. One of her early movies. It's very good, actually. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, and then also, I, I mean, Dragon Ball initially was conceived as like a tournament-style anime. That's what they're called, right? That and um, I think uh, Yu Yu Hakusho are like the two time. big ones. Yeah, yeah. Definitely Dragon Like, it did kind of... It revolved around either getting balls or fighting in a tournament until pretty much Dragon Ball Z and they kind of grew up and mm-hmm. it stepped away from that. And that's um, the same structure as WWE, is there's a tournament going on between these cast of characters. And actually, they're all from the 80s. Wow. So it's, it is, maybe, there's maybe, something maybe in the it culture. is. Maybe they kind of, maybe Dragon Ball stemmed from that, I'm not sure. I actually think there is like a huge wrestling league in Japan too. Yeah, that's true. I think, I think so. So it sounds like you don't, you don't really like the film as someone who hasn't watched it. <laughs> it's not that I don't like it. I just, uh, about half of the jokes went over my head because I am not familiar enough to like catch every little thing, but I, the audience would be laughing. So clearly they were fans of the, of what was going on. So I can't say that it's bad. I just didn't get it. The, the part that I, well, let's start with the things that I, I liked about it. Okay. I do like the design of everything because it's, um, it's a, I think Dragon Ball has a really interesting kind of retro futurism, but drawing from like Buddhism and Buddhist kind of symbology and architecture, and then pairing it with like a, a 1980s futurist technology. So like, like if you think like ancient Buddhist technology and the Terminators, Terminator level technology, like James Cameron technology, like smashed together. That kind of is this interesting. Oh, and then also a uh, um, dash of uh, Mobius, the the French uh, uh, comic book artist who also had a lot of retrofuturism and inspired a lot of anime and manga creators. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's like pure Dragon Ball in general, though, right? Yeah. So you- Okay. Like that's the whole series. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like for instance, like like they showed some uh, images in the the intro, the title sequence, and in I think in the intro as well, but in, or in the not the title sequence, the the credits. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. They showed some images in the credits, and uh, you could see like the tower thing that was like standing on like one long um, spike type thing. Yeah, like the, the giant totem pole that goes up right. into the sky. Like that's like a very clear reference to some Buddhist temples and some Buddhist um, paraphernalia. <laughs> uh, and then uh, a lot of the, the things they wear are like literally like Buddhist monk robes. And uh, then their future technologies are all like like clunky 80s style gadgets that yeah. all work with like vents. And, you know, they're not very like they're not future future technology that we would think of today where it's like the technology recedes into the background and it's just like magic. It's like like future tech that is also clunky. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It makes sense. I mean, the story is, is came out in like the late '80s, so mm-hmm. 
uh, makes sense. Cool. And I think I will say, I think going into the animation, I guess, the aesthetic look of it is that while working on the film, I was not a big fan of it because primarily the anime was 2D. But right. sorry, go ahead. I just want to clarify. I don't like the way it was animated. I like the designs. Okay. Yeah. I will agree with you. I will just say that for me, it just feels normal because I've already been watching it for like mm. 20 years. So it's like, okay, yeah. I know for you, it's like a new thing. So like, yeah. So like, it is pretty cool. I, I actually haven't really thought of it because I was like, oh, yeah it's a good point because they it's been so like you know in my it's my mind it's just you. normal to me now so i kind of didn't really realize that point but um but yeah i think stepping into it a little bit more and going deeper into the animation specifically this film i'm not sure about the last few films but I, this is the only dragon ball film i've watched that's cgi that's like cg i mean i guess Technically, all animation is digital at a certain level, but this is like they... 3D. Right. They, they Pixar-fied it in a weird way. Yeah. yeah Which is a trend fun. in anime that I don't particularly like. So, it's yeah, it's like a new thing. It's a new, like, kind of trending kind of animation style. I know it's a lot cheaper to do. Is it? I'm uh, not even sure. That's what I hear, because, you know, like, instead of drawing each single page Makes each sense. frame by frame hiring hundreds of artists to draw frame after frame after frame and in betweens and whatever. yeah it's easier to like hire people a team to make models and then animate that mm -hmm. instead although i think their toei animation is kind of relatively new to 3d animated films and i think a part of it and i kind of noticed it is that like some things look like really good i really love the like smoke like dust cloud animation i think that was uh maybe not that particular thing but some of it was definitely drawn over and then, oh that might have been it i think i'm just like all the all the drawn parts maybe i really liked but yeah. but like um some things i thought were animated really well and then sometimes you will notice or at least especially since the second time going I was kind of just like not really focusing on it just kind of pinpointing things or like looking at it in a little more detailed lens mm -hmm. um, and I was like oh I see like some things the animation especially like sometimes some background characters when they move it looks like kind of poorly animated CG kind of stuff Yeah. but um, you know nothing against them but I, I will say that I also heard that the film took quite a bit of time to put together I mean all animated films are like that but and I I actually going back to the premiere I had a opportunity to actually talk to like some of the the, the executives, executives and, from yeah. Toei Animation and they, cool. they were talking to Toei. me Toei's great they have a lot of great animation mm -hmm. you know a lot of classics and big ones and he was telling me that this film they wanted to do in 3D because they want to tap into this new technique and they're like, we know it's kind of, we're new to it and we're probably not the best at it yet. He was saying just like, they had to practice. I mean, like, you know, they want to get better at it and like over time it's going to look better and better. So they hope it looks good. And I actually think seeing it on like a, like a computer screen, I was like, it kind of looks clunky, but I think actually seeing it in, we watched it in IMAX as well. And I think like seeing it on a big screen, some stuff, like a lot of it looked pretty nice. I, at least a lot better to me than watching it on my, my computer screen. I think there are times where you can't really tell the difference between hand-drawn and the 3D models. It's just when they do a few weird movements, which is really um, a thing when you have a battle anime. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of the like the fights didn't have as much like 
energy oomph into them. And I think as that a 2D is because drawing. of there's this concept in um, animation, 2D animation called squash and stretch, I believe. And it's where you will actually create frames where the model is a little bit more abstract. And not the model, but the character that you're drawing. Yeah, what yeah. you're drawing is more abstract and stretched or squashed uh, in various ways. And it adds a lot of emotive quality and then also a lot of energy if you're doing a, a, a fighting style anime. Uh, there's actually a very famous um, 2D animation from Naruto where they break down and you can pause it at any different... Uh, a lot of the fight scenes in Naruto actually, you can pause them at any different moment and you can see how the characters look like wild misshapen things but when you're playing it in uh 24 frames per second you don't you don't see that you just see the speed at which this character is moving because it's an illusion right it's a magic trick yeah. uh you don't get that when you have 3d models because you get there's no abstraction it's just it's a it's like playing with a toy it's solid matter yeah and i will say that there are times that, that the 3d animation felt cooler like certain maneuvers and some of that just like oh this looks kind of cool in 3d but i think a lot of the times especially the final fight it didn't feel oomphy enough mm -hmm. like it didn't feel like it had like a lot of heftiness to it and the, the bad guy the uh like mega cell i forgot what his his title was but um didn't feel really like a bad villain like he didn't seem that strong yeah i i think that's also because there's almost no narrative substance to this whole thing yeah there is i mean it's, like there's no real villain it's just a it's just a setup to watch these characters that we like fight each other yeah i mean i think that's kind of dragon ball in general i, right. I mean the whole premise like even piccolo vegeta they're all bad guys that goku or their their group have fought and then defeated and then they just like oh, okay we're best now friends now right yeah. so that same thing happens in this film it's just like oh we have all these bad guys the the and the new androids and even the the bad scientist who makes them all they're like oh actually we were just you know misunderstood each other mm -hmm. so like we're all friends so like in the end they're all like well we have more people now the, now the next movie they're introduce more people and new forms and everything is going to keep growing bigger and, and bigger the daughter character will be able to fight in the next one probably and yeah whatever. she'll be four years old she'll be four years old which is the same age that goku was when he entered the series right when he was like like very young he was i mean i'm not sure how old i don't, I don't remember either. how old he was but yeah which that's another buddhist element son goku is a he's like son it's son son, son wukong, wukong yeah. is what he's based on yeah the monkey god yeah. No, I, I think uh, narratively speaking, there was not a whole lot to digest here. I did, I will say, the death of um, Gamma, Gamma two. 2 did actually give me a little bit of emotion, like a very minimal, but a little bit. So that was, you know, snaps for them. Yeah. You know, actually, <laughs> the voice actor is one of my coworkers' friends as well. So I got to very meet cool. him. I got to meet him uh, going back. I'm just going to flex a little bit because. No, flex <laughs> all the way. I got to meet him. I told you, actually, I'd text you after it happened, but I met the voice for Mario. <laughs> Is that the same guy? Who, I don't know if you can tell, he plays Magenta, <laughs> who is the short guy. <laughs> Right, the bad, mm -hmm. the actual like bad guy, which is funny because he was like the tallest guy there, 
and he plays the shortest person in the film, which was kind of, I thought, funny. But, yeah, so he plays, he does, like, the voice of Mario and, like, hundreds of other people, other characters. And he he even, like, when he said hi to me, he said hi in Mario's voice, which was, I thought, kind of just... Mario! Which was just perfect. <laughs> um, I also, I met uh, Chris Sabat and the other voice actors who does the voice for Piccolo, Vegeta, Shenron, and then like the guy, uh, he does the voice for Goku and Gohan and, and Goten and like a lot of the other people. So very cool. They're all, I, I, it was kind of nice to meet them. And, and I will say that overall, just to summarize it, I was able to kind of talk to them briefly at the, like in a party sense, but I would just say that like their heart, you can feel like they, their heart and soul were, were into it. Like, They've been playing these characters for like 25 years and like they loved always coming back to these characters and they you can when I even talking to them it was not like you know we were like at a party and everything and they're just like they could say whatever they want right they can just be like yeah I hate this you know like they're not trying to impress fans or anything right and you can tell that they were like really invested in these characters and the job and they even they told me that they had a lot of say actually in like a lot of the story elements and not exactly but like you know the, the jokes and the one-liners yeah like yeah. a lot of the you there know are a lot of great one-liners in this actually voice directing i guess yeah there's it, it was kind of i thought it was clever it was you know for an anime or for a movie like an anime movie animated film especially for like a, a movie that's based on a tv show mm-hmm. i think that it had a lot of cleverness hidden without it which i thought i appreciated i I didn't think that it would be anything like that i just imagined it would just be like here we go here's a bunch of fighting but i thought it was like a nice little mix of like little breaks and i think even going back to like bullet train or some of that it had like i think a better story beat than that even though this movie doesn't really have a story at all but like i think it i do like how it's not just like fight 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 they kind of do kind of get to know the characters maybe it's just because i already know a lot of the characters i think you have to be more familiar with it did you did you okay so maybe you kind of don't feel at all like how i feel then like i i could i think the characters are mostly simple enough that when you see them and they give kind of one or two lines you kind of get them immediately and i um i enjoyed seeing them punch hit each other for like a few minutes but i wanted there to be something more because i was checking out on a few occasions especially early on because they spent i like i think literally 40 minutes just setting everything up with the dr higo or whatever Hedo yeah. and um, Magenta and this evil corporation. They they literally like there's like t- a ten minute scene where they're just in a car. <laughs> I-, I thought though that the writing was pretty like the, I think maybe not the story writing but like maybe the dialogue. The was... dialogue was fine. Like uh, the characters they came across, the voice acting I thought was all great. Um, I thought it, it's maybe that's what I meant. I'm gonna scratch off the last part. I was gonna re-say it because I think like not the story. I think the story is kind of a mess and it's very like straight to the there point just fighting. Isn't really a story. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's not. It's just like bad guys, it's good guys. A misunderstanding. It's fighting. Yeah, but I I will say that this the writing I and I, I think like someone who likes to write. The dialogue and a lot of like those little like scenes like I was like wow this is like pretty well written it's like a little witty it's like it tells 
what it needs to tell, but, and it kind of, like, they all have their own character voices and everything like that. I'm sure that, I mean, they had, like, 20 years to kind of perfect this kind mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, the, the writer, I'm not sure how much Akira Toriyama had in writing this script, but, you know, he sure is, was probably there helping out and directing what each character might say or like what the character's backstories or anything I'm sure he was there to help out with it so I think that part was I think I, I liked there's a ton of commendable talent for sure and you don't get to a series lasting 25 something odd years and having a movie like this which I, I think is primarily fan service yeah um, without there being a lot of talent in it so I'm not trying to like, I'm not saying that there's any anything bad about this film. I just am so disconnected from the series that it doesn't, it just like did nothing for me. <laughs> gotcha, fair enough. And I think, I think that's all you can really say to be honest with you. Right. So I, I feel like- It's like the Minions movies. Yeah. The Minions movies are just fan service movies because people are really into the Minions. Again, I would have probably gone with Star Wars, but like <laughs> something else, but you know, <laughs> sure. I haven't seen many films either, so I, I kind of can't really say. You're kind of throwing out these references at me that I probably should know, but I, I, mean, I don't. Star Wars, there is an actual story in, in the new Star Wars remakes. They're, you know, they're All actually right, introducing let's, new let's characters. Let's say that for another time. That's, that's a whole nother Pandora's box right there. Let's let's just cut it short. Anyways, mm. all right. That's all we can say for this. So, what would you be your final concession impression? Concession, concession. <laughs> this is maybe slightly hyperbolic, but for me, it's a Raisinette film. <laughs> it just it did nothing for me. So I'm gonna rank it again based on my bias and working on the film. I think it's only fair that I give it a sensu bean. <laughs> Okay, fair enough. I, I don't know. I don't think I can really rank it. I feel because... bad now because I thought you were going to give it a higher ranking. <laughs> <laughs> so I went I went full negative. <laughs> um, I mean, so I will say, like, again, as a fan, I would say that it's somewhere between hot dog and popcorn. But I would say that... It was satisfying for you because that's where my issue comes from is that it, it didn't really satisfy anything for me because I'm not familiar enough with any of these characters. So they're funny one-liners... I only like half got yeah and um and i think a lot of the character stuff they are saying kind of go is comes from those right. one-liners because there's a whole part that you probably missed of just like inside jokes basically or even like the moves they use because like at the right. end gohan uses his special that special move to finish it off which is like piccolo's move kind of thing and there's like that whole like oh he's kind of piccolo's kind of like a second father to him because mm -hmm. in the story goku dies when he's a baby and and pretty much Piccolo raises him for most of his life. That's why, like, also Piccolo is taking care of Pan, their, his daughter kind of thing. So there's this kind of whole, like, father-son relationship between them. So I think there's, like, there's, like, nods that are like, oh, that's kind of sweet that, like, you know, Gohan is finally showing that's like, oh, yeah, I do appreciate mm -hmm. you kind of thing. Like, there's, like, little things, but, like, again... And there are, like, callbacks consistently happening through, like, call yeah. everyone calling him King Piccolo and him being like, I'm not King Piccolo. Yeah, or him over being coming into that, like, yeah. There's... And I'm like, okay, this is like the fifth time we've heard this joke. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's all those like little nods that I think that were like, oh, that's cool. I remember that or some of that, which right. I think I'm like, for me, watching it as, as a, a fan, kid. Yeah, someone who's watched it. it as a kid and yeah. like grew up with it, I think, I think, again, you will like it. 
mm-hmm. and I think every like if you're a fan, you're probably already watched it or already watching it. And I guess this review doesn't really matter to you because I think if if you're a fan, you're probably gonna watch it anyways. And I think it's this is what it's made for, who they're made for, and I think you will like it. But I think overall, if I were I mean, to people like in the audience were screaming they were clapping they were into it i was just not one of them <laughs> yeah and i again like i said at the beginning the spoiler free version which was if you're not a fan it's gonna be a raisinette film for you for sure yeah i think so so that's uh and i can understand it i think seeing it the second time you know stepping aside of it i was like yeah kind of like a lot of it does after the first time watching it being like wow that was really kind of my childhood my inner kid child is kind of all gleeful right but now i'm like thinking of it as a film it kind of isn't the best so I'm you know I'm torn but I'm also you know a part of it a little bit so I, I feel like I probably should should say that but again I, I only worked on the marketing so I, I think it is totally legitimate to be a fan of a film if you are a fan of the TV series um, and you understand all of the, the inner workings of it if you are coming into this blind this is probably not going to be your cup of tea because you'll just be lost for the majority of it or bored for the majority of it and the other aspect to, to me giving it a raisinette versus a hot dog film is because I didn't really think the animation was that great for the majority of it. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm also a little torn on the 3D animation. I'm not a big fan of it either. But yeah. I, I do, I am a little bit, you know, conflicted as well because I actually did like it watching it in movie theaters. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm just so nice used moments. to 2D animation that I... prefer I, 2D I, I think it, I, me too. But not that I'm gonna knock, like, not see 3D animation, but I just prefer 2D uh, currently. To anime, <laughs> I prefer the 2D animated style. Like I love me some Pixar and some Disney animation. You know they can they do CGI really well uh, and CG animation really well. But that's because they actually, if you look at um, how Pixar animates, they one spend five years animating something, not probably around two years, which is what I, I would say that uh, this movie was animated was longer i think it's probably about five six years really yeah so they've been playing this for a while then that's what that that's what i heard but again that probably that's gonna probably go back to them kind of figuring it figuring out figuring it out and kind of going through it making passes i'm Even sure if you look at like something like the first toy story it's not animated well by today's standards so it, it, there's comp there's a comparison to be made there and I think there are good examples of CG animated Japanese films um, and TV series. Like, um, think of any right now. <laughs> I can't think of any. Don't really like that many of them. So yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's that's it. That's this film. That's our concession impression on the film Dragon Ball Super Superhero. And we'll we'll see you all next week. Bye, bye everyone. Thanks for listening to Concession Impressions. The show is hosted and produced by Charles Helbeck and myself, Michelangelo White. Music in this episode was created by Joe Park. The show logo and editing was done by the amazing Yumi White. Let us know your Concession impression on Twitter. You can find us on Twitter at Film Cookbook. We're excited to hear your thoughts. We, we read every single tweet. Hope you all have a great week. Till next time. Bye.
question for you. Okay. If you had seven magic dragon balls and you summon a giant dragon that would grant any wish, well, what wish would you ask for? Um, I don't know. You know what? Actually, I wish for more followers on our Twitter account. Nice. <laughs> and to listen to our podcast. Uh, so, you know, if you could make that happen, 12 listeners. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Actually, we have more than that, so that's nice. Well, but yeah, we're, it's like still very early. Fifteen, because if you also need to count us as well. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, nice plug. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hopefully, maybe your wish will be granted, and maybe people listening to this in three years will be like, "Oh wow, they finally made it. They have a thousand <laughs> listeners now." Dragon Ball is real. Yeah, <laughs> for higher than a thousand. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We'll see. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first time Vegeta has beaten Goku? I think it is. Again, I haven't watched GT or Super. Right. But from my understanding, this is the first time that Vegeta ever won. So judging by the audience reaction. Yeah, let's... I would I would say so. All right. See y'all next Friday. Bye. Bye.